0: Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. The book of 1 Kings, chapter number 8, also want to... Pluck a scripture from the book of Psalms from Psalms 91 which I would dare to say is a very popular hot hot spot psalm right now during this this period of time if, if people were not uh, familiar with it they are probably now uh, it has landed its place in social media in several different ways and means uh, but I, I want to pluck a verse from there and and, and a few verses from first Kings chapter 8. Firstly, from 1 Kings chapter 8, and verse number, verse number 10, the Bible says, And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place that the cloud filled the house of the Lord so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. Verse 12, Then spake Solomon, The Lord said that he would dwell in thick darkness. Psalms 91 and verse number one of that that psalm, the psalmist speaks and says these words in the first verse, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So there is a cloud that's coming into the tabernacle in the book of Kings. Solomon's tabernacle, Solomon's temple. It was in reality the filling of the Lord, the Lord filling that house. Solomon even speaks to the people with whatever concerns or what they may be interpreted as and told them that the Lord said he would dwell in thick darkness. And then the psalmist tells us that we should dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Tonight, for a little space of time, I'd simply like to minister this. To our viewing audience tonight your darkness his secret place your darkness comma his secret place i'm going to pray right now the lord would help us in the ministry of the word that it would find its target the word of god that it would go forth and do that which was sent to accomplish in each of our lives father i come to you today and i'm thankful lord God, for an opportunity by by virtue and venue of technology. God, to be able to walk into the homes of those that are viewing tonight and bring the word of the Lord. God, I don't take it lightly, Lord Jesus, to be a minister of the word of the Lord. I pray, God, that as I would speak tonight, I'd speak as an oracle of God. Lord, someone's life, God, could be challenged, changed, refreshed, encouraged, renewed, Lord, this evening by your word. God, let your word, Lord Jesus, pervade, Lord Jesus, America right now. God, be the hope, Lord, that we anchor ourselves to and in and will not fail to thank you and praise you. In the lovely name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen and amen. God bless you this evening. Your darkness, his secret place. The final touches were being added to the temple of Solomon in first Kings chapter 18. This temple was a temple that had been made unto the Lord and for the Lord and the single most important piece of furniture, or at least one of them was finding its position and its place in the temple. The Ark of the covenant was now being brought in and placed in that holiest of holies, after years of travel, of being carried upon the shoulders of the priest, being taken from various locations through various circumstances and terrain, it settled now in the temple of Solomon. When the priest, the Bible says, come out and came out of that holy place where they had put the ark of the covenant, the scripture says that there was a cloud that filled the house of the Lord when they had stationed it there. This cloud was so pervasive. This cloud was so overcoming. The Bible says that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud. No doubt those that were gathered there on that day in that grand occasion of the ark finding its resting place Perhaps those that gathered didn't really maybe know what to associate this cloud to or what to associate it with. This cloud, or as it may even be termed, this this thick darkness. Some may have viewed it as perhaps there's something negative that's coming upon the temple. Perhaps there is something evil that is coming upon it. Perhaps this is the judgment of the Lord, or perhaps uh, this is some type of wickedness that is coming. And no doubt many of them may have even been remembering some former days in their past. They may have been even remembering the days of the plagues before they were released from their egyptian bondage they may have thought about those swarms of locusts that came in almost looking like a dark cloud perhaps some others were standing there wringing their hands remembered the moments in which the bible said in those days of the plagues that darkness fell upon the land it was a darkness that could be felt a thick darkness The Bible says that prevailed for three days all across the land. Some may have been as they stood there seeing this cloud coming into the tabernacle or the temple of Solomon. They may have imagined maybe some things from their history and only imagining the worst of what could be taking place right now or what was taking place in that moment. But as their minds may have raced in several different directions, the Bible says that Solomon comes to the forefront And he states emphatically and reminds them that what is taking place right now was nothing more but a token of God's approval. He remembered the words of the Lord, the Bible says. He said, the Lord said, Solomon says, the Lord said that he would dwell in thick Darkness. I don't know about anybody else that may be viewing here this evening, but I have learned in my own life from past experiences of my life that God has a way of dwelling in the thick darkness of our lives, especially those places that we may caution, tape off as being obscure, those times that may be questionable in our own lives where we are walking truly by faith and not by sight. God has a way of dwelling in the most dismal, dark, uh, overwhelming, uh, frustrating, dismal times of our life. The Bible says it was the thick darkness or literally this thick cloud or darkness that Solomon and the congregation experienced was so far from being a token of God's displeasure that it was actually an indication in this moment in the tabernacle of his favor. According to scripture, before there was ever a temple of Solomon and before there was ever even a tabernacle in the wilderness that Moses supervised and overseen its building, God had told Moses that he would come to him in a thick cloud. He gave Moses the law on top of Mount Sinai where the Bible says that mount did burn with fire. And it was with darkness shrouded about it, with clouds covering it. The Bible even says it had thick darkness that was over it. And the Bible says in that moment that that mountain was cloaked with darkness and thunderings and lightnings and even fire. The Bible says that Moses drew nigh to the darkness in order to hear the voice of the Lord the scripture plainly says in Exodus 20 that while the people stood afar off that Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was I would like to submit to you tonight sometimes the darkness and the situations that encircle us make us question our place it makes us question where we are currently at Sometimes the foreboding darkness causes doubts to enter our minds and questions to surface in our lives. But what if tonight What if the shadows that are settling in around us, what if in reality God is trying to draw us near to a place of darkness so that we could hear the voice of the Lord clearly? It goes without saying tonight, but I'm going to say it. Amen. It's clearly understood that whenever you enter a dark area or a dark room in your real life, Every other sense in your body, amen, stands to attention. Every other sense in your body will heighten when you enter a place of darkness. In other words, when you can't see and when you can't feel anything around you, but perhaps lurking fear, your ears are attuned to hear better in those moments I wish today in the hour that we are living right now I wish somebody would be listening for a voice speaking to us in these times of darkness I wish someone would hear a voice while it seems like there's gloom and despair amen all around us that they would be listening for what the spirit may be saying in this moment not the voice of the media not the voice of the plethora of news feeds I don't know about you my phone's blowing up every day with all the different news notifications that I'm getting but I'm that's not the voice that I'm listening for right now I want to hear the voice of the Lord during a time of thick darkness I want to hear the voice of God during this time because I understand just as Moses some may be standing afar off but I want to lean in to hear what the word is saying what God is saying because Moses said he was there in the thick darkness someone say amen God seems, as it were, in Scripture, to gravitate towards darkness, gravitate towards those areas that Moses said God was. There were times, even in the New Testament Scripture, the Bible portrays for you and I that He would send His disciples on more than one occasion. He would ask them to step upon a ship, and whenever they did, you could almost expect it, that those disciples were about to get tested, they were about to meet a storm almost every time they set their foot up on a boat, and any time that they were on their way to the other side, they knew. Scripture seems to portray it that it was testing time when there were those shifts of movement from hither to thither, from one shore to the next shore. It was trying time anytime there was that movement of change a test would come a trial would come in the form of thick darkness in the form of a cloud where the winds would blow in a most boisterous way and the 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 waters would rise and fall and heave the lord though in those moments we know according to god's word of the gospels the Lord never left them in that dark cloud. He never left them in that storm alone. The Bible says even in their moments of toiling in the rowing of their storm, he could be found somewhere on a mountaintop. And what he was doing, Jesus was praying for them. And if you gave him enough time, if you gave him enough time, he's going to leave the mountaintop scene and he's going to show up right there in the middle of their thick darkness in the middle of the storm where they are and it wouldn't be very long that he would speak harmony back into their chaos because my God has a means of gravitating toward thick darkness. That is where he is at. Even prior to the temple of Solomon, prior to that occurrence that we read in 1 Kings chapter number 8, there is the leading of the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. God's first guidance was a pillar of cloud, if you will, darkness, a thick darkness, a cloud was his first guiding for the children of Israel. And to us to consider that, and perhaps for them, even in the moment, that seems to be indeed a strange way to lead the people. But I want to urge you today that God can and remind us that God can lead in times of darkness just as well as he can in times of light. He can lead in times of disappointment just as well as in times of triumph. He can lead in times of frustration just as well in times of A blessing. I believe that some of our closest times with God isn't necessarily when we are on the mountaintop experiences of our life. Some of our closest times with God are not regulated to just when we have had a, a period or time of prayer with God. But some of our closest times with God that I think that we fail to realize is when we are in dark corners of our life of discouragement and of frustration and of disappointment and being having feelings and wrestling with feelings of, of distraughtness. Some of the closest times Times with God, I believe, are the times like the recent days that we have been living in. We can experience some very close encounters, if you will, with the Lord during these uncertain times. Amen. During these times that we've lived through already and times that we are still yet to live through. Amen. uh, uh, Before us. Instead of leading his people, though, God in his infinite wisdom, instead of leading his people away into the wilderness out of the reach of their enemies, allowing that pillar of cloud to lead them there. The Bible says he allowed that cloud, that darkness, to lead them down by the west coast of the Red Sea. He led them by all appearances as it would seem to a place where it would be a snare unto them. The Red Sea that would be before them. The mountains, the ranges of mountains that would be on either side of them. And now uh, chasing upon their heels Pharaoh's army behind them. It would seem like the thick darkness had left them in in a miserable place in a miserable condition, ensnared, if you will, by land and by sea and by foe, insomuch that the adversary, Pharaoh even said concerning them, in himself he spoke in Exodus 14. He said they are entangled in the land. He said that surely the wilderness is going to consume them. He could see even their plight, amen, of where they were located. No doubt Pharaoh thought in that moment, I've got them. They just got out of Egypt. They got out of captivity. But I'm going to get them back. They probably seemed to be easy prey in that moment. And he pursued them. And he and his army pursued them. But God did this very thing to demonstrate something to the children of Israel to demonstrate something to those, pil- those people. And that is that this pillar of cloud, this, this cloud, this darkness, this thick darkness, could also work for their good. Consider with me, if you will, tonight Exodus 14, where this story unfolds in Scripture. Exodus 14 and verse number 19. The Bible says, here they are stationed at that Red Sea in what would seem like a snare. It says the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. The pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. Verse 20, and it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them, meaning the Egyptians, but it gave light by night. To these, the Israelites. That's what it's speaking of. So that the one came not near the other all the night. Think here for a moment. This this dark cloud that led them to what appeared to be a snare. If you can imagine the scene in your mind's eye and, and think of the setting of the scripture here. This is a night time type of setting this is a nighttime type of scenario the pillar of cloud that has been leading them that they have been following the Israelites have been faithful to follow it it has led them to this place that looks like a snare but the bible says both the angel and the cloud that was before them in this moment now goes Behind them, and that cloud of darkness becomes darkness to the Egyptians, but now it is altered and changed. It has become a light to the Israelites. In other words, the very darkness that led them now has become a light unto them. Can I tell us here this evening that there are some things right now that are ahead of us that look dark? There are some things right right now ahead of us that look dismal they have the very appearance of darkness and some would even say an ensnarement and a trap and we may not totally understand its purpose we might not totally understand the dynamics of everything that's going on and what's taking place in our world amen but can i tell you today that whenever it gets on the backside of us whenever it gets on the backside of us amen and it gets in our our rear view mirror amen there's going to come some enlightenment that wasn't there before it's then that i believe that the dark things will be enlightened and as the old song says we'll understand them better by and by the path can i tell you tonight that the path through the red sea was not known while the cloud was in front of them The path through the Red Sea, the dividing of the waters did not take place when that dark cloud was in front of them. But when the cloud that was in front of them got behind them, amen, there was a way made through the waters. What looked like a snare when the darkness was before them in reality was an escape when it got behind them. I'm here to tell you tonight that our darkness is our Lord's secret place. Amen. There might be some things that we may even embrace in our relationships with the Lord. That the scripture says, as Joseph said, the devil may have meant it for our bad, but God means it for your good. So, viewers tonight, thank God in spite of the dark doubt. Thank God in spite of that deep, dismal, perhaps even depressing time you may find yourself in. In the tabernacle of Moses, God told Moses that Aaron could speak with him in the cloud that would appear between the two cherubim. God would appear there in that cloud that would be up above the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant. And from that cloud would come communion with the Lord. And so Solomon, no doubt, in 1 Kings 8, he's calling and recalling all of these happenings to the memory of those that are gathered together there in order to reassure the people that the Lord said he would dwell in the thick darkness. He was trying to calm, if you will, the hearts of the people that they would not misinterpret what was happening in that very moment, something negative or a negative self-reflection or some wickedness that was coming upon them or some failure or mistake, if you will, on their part. Solomon wanted to assure them that the Lord was in this darkness. The Lord was in this cloud. Here's what we must ask ourselves tonight. If darkness, according to the word of the Lord, Is a dwelling place of the Lord. Then I wonder what his secret place is. The secret place. When you speak of a secret place. A secret place is a place of hiding. It's something that is hidden. Something that is is private. It's it's secret. Hence, there's almost like it it, it is veiled. There is is a covering. It's not well known. If you talk about the secret place of the Lord, then God's secret place would be one that you might think is least likely, uh, you would least likely expect to find God in this particular place, or at least acknowledge Him because it would not be easily discerned that He would be there because it is a secret place. Psalms 91 said in our scripture reading tonight that He that dwelleth, That uh, word dwelleth means He that eases oneself he that endures the word dwell means he that he that tarries in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty that's great advice to us as Christians if we can just ease ourselves in the secret place of the Lord but the problem arises here and is created Because we ask ourselves, how can I know the secret place of God? How can I know this place that that may be hid or unknown, not easily discernible to the human eye? We know God in certain episodes. We know where God is in certain realities of life. We know where God is whenever we feel the exuberation, if you will, of a shout. We know where God is whenever we have a a group of services and revival services, when we go to conferences and camp meetings. It's no doubt that God is there. When the praise and the worship of the collective body and the church is going forth, we know that the Lord is there. We know He inhabits the praises of His people. We would expect God... Whenever someone receives the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that's that's the act of God. That is the fingerprint of God. We know God is there. We we know God is present when our finances are being blessed and everything that in our life is, is above, if you will, the water level and where things are going well and circumstances are playing out in our favor. We know where God is in all of those moments and times. It isn't a secret place when God opens doors for you that you've been praying would be open it isn't a secret place when you feel the presence of God come down upon you in your home or in your day you know where God is in those moments the church knows where God is when when when, when the congregation is doing well and the numbers are running well you know where God is if you're a business owner whenever your business is thriving and your marriage is where it needs to be and you're getting along it isn't a secret where God is at when all of those things are flourishing and going as you would like for them to go but i wonder we begin to wonder where is god when my nation is plagued with a pandemic We wonder and we question God whenever we have doubts concerning our own relationship with Him and our prayers go as high as the ceiling and they bounce back down. We question where is God when we're walking through some of the lowest valleys of our life, when our finances are low, when they told you Friday, sorry, you're going to be laid off until further notice. All those questions of where is God whenever the resources on the shelves grow scarce and all of these things begin Begin to happen people begin to wonder where is he I mean what, what, what is his secret place if I am to do well there if I'm to be at ease there if I'm to tarry or endure there where is his secret place is the secret place something unattainable is it something unknown is it a place that I can even get to the most high in the Old Testament the high priest had a secret place it was in the holiest of holies where he communed with God. Those three divisions of the Old Testament tabernacle of Moses, of outer court and inner court, also known as the holy place, or the holiest of holies where the Ark of the Covenant was. That outer court with natural light, that inner court with artificial light from the candlestick, but the holiest of holies, lit by the very presence of God, concealed and veiled, In a cloud of darkness. And yet in all of this. There is something in the scripture. That I can draw confidence. And we can draw confidence from. The Bible says in Psalms 18. Verse number 9. The psalmist said. Speaking of God. He bowed the heavens also. And came down. And darkness was under his feet. Verse 11. Speaking of God, He made darkness His secret place. His pavilion around about Him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. In other words, the very thing that I see in Scripture deemed a secret place that my mind even maybe began to think was unattainable and unreachable could very well be The dark place that you are in right now, because God made darkness His secret place. We ask questions during that time. Is God God far from me? I don't feel God. Is God? far from me. My answer to you tonight is absolutely not. I know you might be depressed and you might be in despair, but God is not far from any of us. He is actually near to you. Can I tell you this evening that he has already made your darkness his secret place? It's a secret place, a hidden place, because you are not able to distinguish the secret place of the Lord. It's hard to discern God in troubling times. It's hard to discern God in times of turmoil and times of testing and times of trial. It's hard to see God in the bad situations of our life. But when He is not in the shout, so to speak, and when He's not in the blessings that are filling your life, rest assured that God goes off somewhere and He resides in a secret place. And that very well may be the darkness that you are contending with right now. Someone say amen. So we must understand that darkness, (laughs) darkness is not dark to God. David in Psalms 139, he's speaking to the Lord. He's saying various things. He's talking about how he was fashioned in the womb of his mother. He's talking about, amen, that, that that the Lord knows everything about him and there's no place that he can go where the presence and the Spirit of the Lord is not. Amen. He's speaking all these things and he says in verse number 11, the psalmist says, If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me. Even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. David is saying what? That darkness is not dark for the Lord whether it be darkness or whether it be light they are both alike unto him and so tonight you can either walk in the light as he is the light and have fellowship with one another or you can invite God into your darkness whatever it may be right now because he's going to make that place his secret place and you can be enlightened the, the apostle John said in First John chapter number 1 he said emphatically that God is light and in him is no darkness at all the closing out of the Old Testament scripture Micah 7 and 8 a scripture that we adore and love says rejoice not against me O my enemy when I fall I shall arise when I sit in darkness the Lord shall be a light unto me how because God has made your darkness his secret place and he knows not darkness darkness is not dark to God Hallelujah. Your darkness is his secret place. I'd like to take a moment here tonight and I want to encourage. Amen. The pastors and the teachers and the evangelists across our movement, I want to, to encourage the general population of our sweet America of the United States that that, that, that that we must find a dwelling place in this hour, in the secret place of the most high God. We must do this at this moment of time in our lives. We need to dwell. Amen. We need to dwell in the secret place. What's that mean? You You need to ease yourself in the secret place. You need to ease yourself. You need to endure there. You need to tarry there in the secret place of the Most High because his secret place may be our darkness. And I know, Brother McGee, that is difficult to do. It's difficult to relax right now. It's difficult to be at ease right now. But I'm trying to tell you, our hope is finding our ease. Amen. And tarrying in the secret place of the Lord. Hallelujah. Because if we can tarry there, the Bible says we will be under the shadow of the the shadow of the Almighty. The Bible states to us, Elijah, the Old Testament scripture, brings some understanding of 1 Kings chapter 19. Elijah gained some understanding in the midst of his death threat from Jezebel. He secluded himself. He ran to the wilderness and went to further isolation of a cave by himself. While he was in that cave, the Bible speaks of how there was a wind that blew, that rent the mountains there. But Elijah did not discern the Lord his God in the wind. that there was an earthquake that occurred that shook the very foundation of that mountain. But Elijah did not discern the Lord his God in the earthquake. A fire then came and burned with its flame. But Elijah did not discern the Lord his God in the fire. But the Bible says there came a still, small voice. And that God was in the still, small voice. And here's Elijah. In the darkness and the dampness of a cave of isolation. And while stationed here, he hears the voice of the Lord. And when he heard the voice of the Lord, the Bible says that he came out of the midst of his cave. He stood up, Scripture says. He stepped forward at the entering end of the cave. And the Bible says that he covered himself, he shrouded himself with his mantle about him. And from that darkness, the voice spoke, Elijah heard, and it brought him to attention. May I encourage someone in the middle of our dark hour to be listening for the voice of the Lord. May I even go a step further here this evening and encourage you. We oftentimes talk about in the apostolic church about mantles that we've inherited or mantles, uh, amen, that have failed and we have picked up. Can I encourage you? You need to grab your mantle at this moment in time. And you need, to, you need to enshroud yourself in that mantle. Whatever God has bestowed upon your life, you need to wrap yourself up in that mantle and you need to stand up and you need to step forward because God is speaking. God is saying something. God is in our darkness because he's made that our secret place. I admit to you tonight that some of the greatest moments in my life, when I've ever heard the voice of God, or at least the way that God would impress me or speak to me, amen, were times, not whenever I was kicking my heels and everything was fancy free, but some of the most greatest times, the greatest times I've ever heard God speak into my life is whenever I was dealing with my darkness, whenever I was dealing, if you will, with circumstances that were skewed, amen, and what I realize now in retrospect, now that that's behind me, what I realize now that that, that that's been enlightened is that God had made that place His secret place. The Bible says in Genesis chapter number 1 and verse number 2, consider if you will the book of beginnings, the start of all things here of the scripture. The Bible says that the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters there are two primary phrases that are mentioned there in verse number two darkness was upon the face of the deep the second phrase the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters in reality the second phrase reiterates to a certain degree the first phrase but there is a parallel that is presented here in the scriptures. That where darkness was. The spirit of God gravitated toward that place. And moved. Darkness was upon the waters. But where darkness was. God's spirit moved upon that same locality. And it Move. You can look further through the days of creation and you'll find that the darkness was separated from the light, but the darkness was never totally, amen, done away with because it did serve a purpose in its own proper place. Hallelujah. For that matter, it becomes the secret place of our Lord. Verse number five even speaks and you see this through the creative days and I just want to bring it to our attention one more time tonight that the Bible says that the evening and the morning was the first day and it restates that over and over again the evening always precedes the morning in the book of creation there was darkness and then there was light if we could just apply that in a spiritual concept to our own lives it may be dark right now but the light is going to come again the psalmist said that weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning the dark times are uncomfortable the dark times make us tense but if we can ease ourselves if we can endure if we can tarry amen God is there he's made that his secret place if we can listen carefully his voice is speaking even during this time there's so many voices speaking right now but there's really only one voice that matters and that's the voice of heaven that's the voice of the Lord if we'll listen he'll give guidance to In this hour, He'll give guidance to us in this time when we can't see real well and we're just feeling our way through. Hallelujah. He will give us guidance if we'll just wait upon the Lord. Our darkness, His secret place. The Apostle Paul spoke to those at Athens in Acts 17. In verse twenty-seven, I'm, I'm coming to a close. In Acts seventeen and verse twenty-seven, the Bible says Paul, speaking to those at Athens, he says that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after Him and find Him, though He be not far from every one. Of us. As a kid, me and my other siblings, my four older sisters, we played all of the common games outside in our outside recreation as any other family would of that time frame and era. We played hide and seek. We played freeze tag. We built house floor plans in our backyard out of mowed grass that was brown. We did all these things. We would also play hide and seek many times at dark. And the problem or the difficulty, might I say, with playing hide and seek at dark compared to day is that it's not easy to discern with where each other is. There is a added difficulty, an added component, the darkness that makes it more difficult. See, whenever you're playing hide-and-seek at night, and I don't know when was the last time you've done this, but when you play hide-and-seek at night, you can hide right around the corner from the one who is supposed to be seeking, and you can remain there unnoticed, virtually undetected by them. What I'm saying tonight is this. You might think God is far from you, but the reality of the matter is this. He may be right beside you in this moment. See, you're just, you're just having difficulty sensing Him amidst everything else that is going on. It's so dark. That is so pervasive. It's so cumbersome right now that you might just have problems sensing the Lord in the midst of everything else. And so what I urge you is I urge you what the Apostle Paul urged those on Mars Hill Athens I urge you during this time to seek the Lord I urge you during this time to feel after the Lord because the fact of the matter is this he's not far from you your darkness is his secret place I'm gonna ask right now all of those in the viewing audience and you can Leave the audio on and hear my voice. But if you can just bow your heads in your localities, in your homes, all across wherever you may be from. I want to pray right now. I want to pray right now that the Lord would move into every home and family. People that are being crippled right now by the darkness of their moment. People that are feeling overwhelmed right now by circumstances that have that have crept into their lives from, from events of days that have preceded this Sunday leading up to this moment. It seemed like just every, every day there's been something new that's, that's happened or some type of new adjustment that's had to take place. Amen. For your life. on want to pray right now, hallelujah, that we would come to the reality the secret place of the Lord is not an unreachable, unattainable place. The secret place of the Lord may be a place that we're more familiar with than we even realize. It could be the dark situation It could be the dark, dismal place that you are right now. God says, I've made their darkness my secret place. Moses says, let me draw near to that because that's where God's at. And let me just bend my ear to hear the voice of the Lord. Father, I come to you right now. Father, I come to you right now. Lord, you're able to move upon the homes and the families, God, of people. Lord, today all across America... Lord Jesus, and abroad, if there is anyone, I pray, oh God, today you're able to move upon the lives of homes and families. God, we understand unequivocally, Lord, according to your word, that you're in the darkness. And we understand, God, that sometimes we're dwelling there. But God, we need to dwell in the secret place. And when we thought it was elusive, something we couldn't get our hands on, your scripture bears then that you have made darkness your secret place. I don't always discern Him when things are going as they're going right now. I don't always feel Him or can see Him. But if you'll be still, be still and know that He's God, you'll hear the voice of the Lord. You'll feel the unction of the Holy One of Israel that may be trying to speak to you in this moment. There's a lot of voices right now. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of feeds that's coming into our homes. A lot of feeds that's coming into our minds. But you need to take a moment just block everything else out. Concentrate upon the voice of the Lord. You might not understand what's before you right now, but when it gets behind you, it's going to become light. It's dark now, but it'll be light in the rearview mirror. But I'm just going to trust in the Lord. The Bible says in the Psalms, that whenever we trust in the Lord he becomes a shield unto us he becomes a shield to them who put their trust in him and if you ever needed the protection of the Lord it's there for you today all you got to do is put your trust in the Lord Psalms 118 and verse 8 says it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in men and I, I and I'm not saying that in any disrespect to people who are doing things. I love them. I appreciate their skills. Amen. And I do. I do have have confidence, and I do uh, love what they are doing for us in this moment. But what it means is this: above all else, I got to set my eyes on the Lord above all else i got to set my eyes upon him that's where my comfort comes from that's where my help comes from i, I look into the heels from what's cometh my help and my help cometh from the lord god we're going to wait on you jesus we're going to trust in you jesus because our darkness is your secret place. Our darkness is the place that you reside. We're going to ease ourselves there. Can we just make a, a, a pact tonight? Can we make an agreement together tonight that as the days continue to go by during this stay at home a plea and guidance, that we're just going to ease ourselves in the secret place of the Lord. We're just going to tarry there. We're going to endure there because as long as we're there, we're under the shadow of the Almighty. Can we worship Him right now?